What is up, everybody? This is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 15 of the Weapons of High Performance podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about information input into your brain and how that ends up becoming who you are. So basically, what you put into your brain and what comes out. And the premise of this is going to be, I think a lot of times it's lost in our digital world that we're taking in all this information. And the human brain is like a sponge. If you put in good information, then your brain's going to synthesize that into good output. If you don't put in good information or useless information, your brain's going to synthesize that into useless output. So anyway, before I jump into my rant on that, remember, if you sign up for my email newsletter below, and you leave a comment on YouTube and or leave a review on the podcast on iTunes, I will be giving away a $100 gift card to the best comment for everyone that is signed up for my email newsletter. So again, don't forget to do that. I know I said it before everyone, but just in case you like free money, it doesn't hurt. So anyway, so let's jump on into everything. Basically, you know, I think about this a lot and even just reading a lot of books and everything, studying a lot of high performance people. It's not something that I come across a bunch, but I think it's really, really important to understand. Your brain is like a sponge. So think about your brain to make the parallel with computers, not to say that our brain is a computer, but just make the parallel there. Whatever you put into your brain is going to end up quote unquote manifesting into your life. And what I mean by that is the type of data, think if you think about your brain as a hard drive, the type of data that you send to that hard drive is going to start to fill up and then that becomes what you act on in the real world. So Think about your brain, I'm not saying the brain is a computer, there's parallels there, but think about your brain as something that is always learning. Whether we know it or not, whether we're conscious of it or not, it's always learning and taking in information from our environment. The trick is to be able to try, at least to your very best ability, to control the information that's in that environment that is going into your brain that leads to the outcome that you want. And what I mean by that is that we have to go up another level over our own, I guess you could call it ego or whatever, to try to set up the environment around us in a way that leads to the most optimal outcome. A lot of people never realize that and they're always just getting beaten back and forth by whatever's going on in their environment. When, in order to synthesize a really good outcome, you're going to have to control the environment so that your brain becomes that sponge of knowledge that is leading towards whatever outcome it is that you want. And I know that kind of sounds simple, but again, the amount of information that we take in in our day and age is massively, massively more than humans probably did 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, and then as you go further back, it's just the amount of information that we take in is crazy. So if 
if you want a certain outcome, you really have to shape your environment in a way that is putting the information that's going to lead to that outcome into your brain so that your brain's going to synthesize. And the nice thing about it is once you start to do that, it's not necessarily something that you have to do super consciously. It just becomes habit and then you start to put better and better quality information into your brain and then it's by nature going to start to sort things out and organize them and synthesize them away in your world that's going to make sense based on whatever information is around you. So I think it's really, really crucial that you start to become conscious of the information, particularly again in an age where there's so much media that we have around us that we're always just letting into our brain, that you really, really become conscious of what you're doing. And almost think of it just as we think of food as a diet, you really have to think about the information that you're putting into your brain as a diet. So not only do we have the food diet that we have to do where you have diet, exercise, all this stuff that you're trying to make sure that your body's optimized, but your brain also has to be on a diet. And it has to be on a information diet. I'm not just saying it has to be completely positive information because that wouldn't be exposing yourself to everything that's going on in the environment, but it has to be geared to geared towards whatever the outcome is that you want. And the more that you can arrange your environment in a way that allows for this, the better you are going to be able on a subconscious level to synthesize things that help you get where you want to go. So why is our brain like this? Well, it's evolved over however many thousands of years, and I'm not here to debate evolution or anything like that, but it's evolved in a way that has basically allowed humans to be dropped into any environment and adapt very rapidly to whatever that environment is telling you. So if you look at the mechanics of the brain, and I'm not a neuroscientist or anything like that by any means, but if you look at the mechanics of the brain, it is, again, like a sponge. So it's going to be taking in everything around your environment that you're putting into it. In the year 2020, that's a lot more information-wise than it's ever been, again, even 30, 40, 100, 200 years ago. So it's really important that you treat your brain like a sponge. And think of this metaphor for a second. So you have a sponge that you use to clean dishes in your sink and everything. So if you have that sponge and you've used it a bunch and there's a bunch of dirt and grime and everything in it, you have it and it does the task of soaking up all that stuff off of your plate so that you're a clean plate. So that sponge is soaking in all of that dirt. In this case, it's good because you want your plate clean, but also that sponge is getting dirty. Now, imagine that you have this really dirty sponge that you've wiped off a bunch of dishes with and there's spaghetti sauce and a bunch of nasty, grimy bacteria, gross food on it that's been building up for two weeks. So imagine you have that nasty sponge and then you have a clean dish, but there's a little speck of something on it that you want it cleaned up. And you take that sponge and in order to get that speck up, you take the sponge and you scrub it off. Well, because that sponge has absorbed so much dirt and everything, by trying to get that speck off, so when you're using it to do the next task, it's actually going to get more dirt onto the clean plate. 
So your brain kind of operates in that way. It's going to be doing whatever you're telling it to do or putting in the environment to absorb. And it's going to absorb all of that info and synthesize it into emotions, thoughts, actions, all these different things. However, if you take that sponge and every time you use it, you clean it off, you get all the dirt off, you get all the food off so that it's really clean. When you go to wipe that speck off, it's still going to be a little bit dirty, but it's not going to spew dirt everywhere. So I don't know if that makes sense, but the point is your brain is going to, whether you want to or not, it's always going to be taking in data from your environment and synthesizing that into new things. The key is if you're trying to be the highest performer possible or have certain goals that you want to achieve, that you're making sure that information is clean and useful towards whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So really have this idea that not only do you need to be on a healthy food diet, but also a healthy information diet, because that's going to shape a lot of the emotions, feelings, thoughts that your brain is going to end up having, which will turn into actions, and then ultimately turn into a world perspective that you're going to see the world as. So I think it's just one thing that if you, if you can almost think about the information you consume as being as important as eating healthy food, because ultimately it will be. Humans are emotional creatures. And so when, you're, when your emotions are going to be the factors that have caused decisions, you want to make sure those emotions are primed to be the healthiest, happiest possible. And one of the best ways to do that is controlling the information that is coming into your brain because that's going to be the precursor for how a lot of your emotions play out. One thing I also wanted to talk about is I think in this day and age and especially just with everything, I think so a lot of the news media today or just media that people consume and this is by design if you study marketing and everything is the goal of that type of media is to create certain emotions in the people that are consuming it. So a really good exercise if, if you want to be more conscious of this is just to think about all the media that you consume for the day. So all of the information that's news, social media, anything that you do that's not actually acting in the world, but you're just passively allowing to come into your brain. And think about how much of that is actually geared, toward, geared towards negative emotion. And what I mean by that is I'm not saying it necessarily has to be something that's negative, but that is trying to elicit a response from you that either causes you to get stirred up, causes you to have some sort of rallying cry or whatever to want to just be in a negative emotional state. So I would say it's probably 80-20 that a lot of the media that you're going to consume is going to be geared at creating negative emotion in you. And the goal of that by the media company is to keep people attached to whatever it is they're selling. Because they make money when people are on their platforms, website, or whatever. And so the goal of those media companies is create negative emotion. What happens is humans get addicted to 
negative emotion, even if we don't know that or are unconscious of it. And so you keep going back to that source. So if you think about a lot of the media that you consume, think about is it negative or is it positive? Does it have to do with achieving my goals or is it just something that I'm letting in my brain that really doesn't have anything to do with helping me get to where I wanna get, but I'm just doing it because that's what I've always done, that's what my parents have done, and so on. So I think a lot of the traditional media sources and everything that we have today in our world, are, they're geared towards that, and it's really, really important that even if you're going to watch those or read them or whatever it is that you are conscious of the goal of the person that was producing that content and what the agenda was in order to fight for your attention. Because in today's age, everybody's fighting for your attention. Everybody wants to get your eyeballs on their platform because they make more money when they do that. So whatever it is that you're reading, consuming, if you're not going to ensure that that's geared toward helping you synthesize an outcome that results in you being happier, more fulfilled, at least understand the goal of the person behind that so that you can understand their agenda, where they're coming from and everything. So <clears throat> again, if you, even if the smallest thing you got out of this was to start becoming conscious of the information you consume, and then at least you know, okay, well, I'm going to read this newspaper or whatever it is, like watch these blogs, you know, whatever type of media, because there's so much in today's age, uh, at least know the agenda of the person that is behind it, why they're doing it, why they're kind of doing it. Which leads me to another point that I think, so a lot of people now, they just have a tube hooked in. Think of this as almost like a feeding tube that you would have if you couldn't, if you were in the hospital or something and they had to feed you. A lot of people just have this like tube hooked into social media or whatever it is. And they go on to these platforms and they say, just, okay, Mr. Social Media Platform, feed me up whatever it is that I'm going to do or watch today. And so there's no intent behind the information that a lot of people are consuming. It's just coming from these places and they're getting random bits of information and then all these platforms study your behavior and then try to serve you up information that they think you're more likely to want to consume in order to buy something. So if you're going on to different platforms and just saying, hey, serve me up this and then I'm going to just mindlessly waste time on this certain topic, <clears throat> one, that's not going to help lead you Maybe, maybe it will, but in my opinion, it's not going to help lead you where you want to go because there's no intent behind what you're consuming. Whereas if you got up and you said, okay, whatever my goal is. So say your goal is to be the best basketball player in the world. Well, if your goal is to become the best basketball player, again, you want your brain to be that sponge that's going to soak in a bunch of data in order to spit out the best outcome. So if you want to be the best basketball player in the world, you're not going to get up, or at least the best basketball players probably don't do this. You're not going to get up and just put a bunch of random data in your brain that's talking about current events that are going on, you know, half a world away of something that doesn't relate to you. You're going to want to input data. How do I get better at basketball? 
What are some things that I can do to optimize my health so that I am a better basketball player? What are mental habits that I can establish that are going to help me be a better basketball player? And see, all those don't necessarily relate to how do I shoot a free throw better, but they're all geared in a way that's going to help lead to the outcome of becoming a better basketball player. Rather than just going on to websites or something like that, that's going to say, okay, well, look, look at all the problems that are going on in the world. That's going to detract from you being the best basketball player possible. So think about, again, your brain is a sponge and you want to create the information diet that's going to allow your brain to be the best sponge possible for whatever it is. Our brains and humans are living organisms. So we don't, we're either growing or we're dying. So you're either progressing or you're getting further away from whatever you want to do. There's not really a, a stationary point where you are, where you are. You're either getting towards something and that's regardless of age, income, whatever it is, or you're getting further away from whatever it is and you're becoming worse. So humans in our, by our nature, we have to be getting better at things in order to be the most fulfilled. And whether that's work, sports, whatever it is, you have to always be progressing towards a goal. Part of that is having the emotional experience that's going on in your brain that allows for you to take the actions in order to get to that goal. Well, in my experience, one of the biggest things is creating the informational environment around you that allows for you to take steps towards that. So I'm probably beating a dead horse by just saying this all again, but I, again, I want you, if anybody's watching this to get out of what I'm saying is that the information that you put into your brain is as important or probably more important than the actual food that you're putting in the brain. Because everything, when you break it down, is all information. So food is information, data is information, all of that shapes who we are as a living organism. Now, to go into why that's important for high performance. Well, I just broke down a lot of stuff. Obviously, you would see it's high performance, but one thing, studying a lot of high performers, so whether it's athletes, business people, whoever, you see that they're singularly focused. So they're singularly focused on a goal that nobody's going to detract them from. So if you look at the best basketball player in the world, Michael Jordan, he was singularly focused on being the best basketball player in the world. So he didn't have time for doing things that didn't result in him becoming better at basketball. Same thing with business people. They don't have time for entertaining lots of things in their life that don't resort in them result in them being a better business person. Now that's not to say that you don't have different areas of your life where you enjoy, but they're not going to inundate themselves with mindless information that has nothing to do with them being happier, healthier, wealthier, better relationships, and making the people's lives around them better. So whatever you're trying to be high performance at, it's crucial that you, sh again, are going to shape the ecosystem of information that you're putting in your brain that in a way that helps you get closer to being high performance at whatever you're at. And I think that's there's an important distinction between going overboard and being super focused to the point that you burn out 
because you need different areas of your life to be in sync with that. But again, it's going to be, so as a business person, when they're not necessarily working, they're doing stuff that makes their family more cohesive and building better relationships with their family and friends, or are they watching Netflix and looking at something that is kind of just pointless and mind numbing that not that there's not a place for that, but I think if you can minimize the amount of useless information that you're taking in and have the rest of it be contribute, contribute like in a contributive way to whatever goal you're going to have, you start to pull from different areas because all the information is positive and leads you to where you want to go. So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully that's not too theoretical and wasn't just me rambling. But anyway, another thing I want to talk about is just my experience with doing this. And I really started to, a couple of years ago, started to see this just as a common theme in books that I was, <coughs> books that I was reading and a lot of successful people that I was studying books and biographies and everything is that they they didn't allow stuff that didn't have again anything to do with where they wanted to go to affect the set goals that they had so they weren't again going to be the pinball the pinball machine they're just getting whacked around by uh, different information that was coming into their life and so I just tried to make more of a conscious choice to say hey I don't need to watch useless news coverage I don't need to watch useless things it's not that you don't have a time and place to relax but I want my relaxation and everything to be more in the real world rather than just in the digital world where I'm just getting all this extra information in my brain I want to rather be out and into the world whether that's in nature or interacting with people in a way that is going to allow my brain to kind of sort through all the information I'm putting into it rather than putting a bunch more information into my brain in my free time, whether that's in the forms of a bunch of movies or TV shows or whatever. And so in the last couple of years, I really, really made a conscious choice not to waste a bunch of time watching the news or get caught up in the details or intricacies of the news. And just to give you a little bit of a, about my background, I minored in political science in college. So I've always been kind of a news junkie. I love studying the news and love keeping up with what was going on with the current events in the world and everything. And uh, it just got to this point where I asked myself why. So what was the importance of keeping up with every single little detail that's going on in the world at any given time? All this doing is detracting me from getting to the outcome I want to have, which is to be a better business person and learn business and make more wealth so that I can help improve the lives of others around me. And this really clicked. I read this book by Cal Newport called Digital Minimalism. And he talks a lot about this information silo effect of really controlling the amount of information that goes into your brain and not getting caught up in the minutia of all the stuff that's going on around in our world. And I don't, I think in today's age, we, this, we've got this onslaught of information and our, it came too fast for our brains to be able to sort it out. So we still have the brain of people that were processing, you know, talking and knowing a few different people and have, having whatever was going on in our village or our immediate environment being the only problems that we dealt with. Well, in today's day and age, we're connected to 
billions of people all around the world at any given time and we can access all this. And our brains are still a brain that 300 years ago only had the little small village and knew what was going on right around us. So I think it's really important that you understand that with your brain, that while you're going to want to expose yourself to everything because you think you need to know everything about everybody and every little place, your brain needs to focus on what's important for you and making the people around you better. So that's one thing that I've just, in my experience, since I really became conscious of that and read about it and some books and everything and study a lot of successful people is that, no, the key is not knowing more about a bunch of stuff that's going on in the world. The key is to understand what you want and then setting up the environment around you that allows for you to get what you want out of that and then cutting out the rest. So really becoming, not to say, this is a big thing right now to be a minimalist, but think about it as being an information minimalist. What is the minimum viable amount of information that you need to input into your brain in order to have the happiest, healthiest, wealthiest, best life, most fulfilled as possible? And for most people, that's going to mean cutting out a lot of the external media sources that we're just getting served up all the time and allowing us to be, you know, our emotions to be controlled by those. So anyway, hopefully that was helpful. You know, I think if you get anything out of this, it's just that be conscious of the information you're consuming and how that's going to affect the emotions that play out in your life. Because at the end of the day, humans are all emotional. So our actions are going to be determined a lot from emotions and not necessarily rational logic. Well, I would like that possible. You know, I would think that would be the best possible is to be, base everything on rational logic. Then they were emotions and all of our decisions are going to be emotional, whether we like it or not. So anyway, again, don't forget to leave a comment, sign up for the email newsletter or leave a review on iTunes. And again, if there's anything <clears throat> I can do to make this better, or if you have feedback, anything like that, please tell me I'm always open to suggestions and trying to make this better because at the end of the day, it's just about, again, helping uh, people and trying to be better high-performance people out there. So anyway, thanks, guys.